Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. You're listening to the Download Weekly Gaming News, the show where we give you the deal on the latest in gaming every week in a small bite-sized download. My name is uh, Jamathan. Um, my name Buena. 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 Jamathan. <laughs> I'm not starting oh. that again. I did. <laughs> was, I was already going there. I felt it. I, I started it. That you was did. not good. You did. You, you did start it. <clears throat> okay, that I can't know. be a new thing. No. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we are back here once again. What, like, time has become like irrelevant. Some, I know. An illusion. I, yeah, I can't keep track of it all. My no. head, it hurts. Anywho, we're going to dive right on in. We got a, quite a few things to get through, and we want to get through them in a timely manner. So, first up. Uh, last week was the release of Ghostwire Tokyo, which was a uh, Bethesda game. It was a it is a timed PlayStation exclusive, so it's on PlayStation for a year before it comes to Xbox. It's also available on PC if you're interested. Um, the game's doing decently well. Uh, I've seen quite a few things talking about like this is what like Xbox needs in terms of exclusives. They need more more games like this, which I can totally agree um yeah it's an open world situation where you kind of get to do things and you are role playing and it's beautiful and everything that xbox doesn't really do it's not doesn't really do they just don't have i mean same coin no because because there there are those games out there but they're not xbox exclusives right and Xbox just needs more of these games. So I think that's what the I think that's what the point is, is that they need to lock up more of these titles, which they've, you know, they've locked up Bethesda. So chances are they'll have more of these titles in the future. Maybe we'll see. We'll see indeed. Um, but overall, the game was getting pretty decent ratings. I think its average score right now is sitting about a 7.5 or a 75 uh, out of 100. Uh, that's critic score. Uh, user score is sitting out at a very reasonable 8 out of 10 or 80 out of 100. So it's scored fairly well. Um, I would say I would say a 7.5 or 8 out of 10 is a is a good score. Uh, yeah. It's not an amazing score, but it is a good score. I mean, it, there, it seems like there's nothing stand out about this. Um, that, it's just a solid game to play. Yeah, people are saying it's very fun. It's very cool. The The setting is great. It takes place in the Shibuya district of Tokyo, uh, which is apparently one of the liveliest districts uh, in the city, and it's always densely packed. So the game does a really good job at creating the setting. Uh, it does a really good job at embracing Japanese folklore and tradition, as well as incorporating all of the supernatural elements, which the game is based about. But where where they say it falls short is it's got a good story and everything, but where they say it falls short is just the gameplay mechanics just aren't there. They're a little flat. They're a little simple. They're not as uh, as solid or fulfilling as they should be. Um, I so, feel like this is a game that if got released seven years ago would be like amazing. It would be one yes. of the top games. I but wholeheartedly it's kind of, agree. 
stuck in the past a little bit. Yes, it does. It does feel like the 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 gameplay mechanics are a little bit dated. Uh, but it's gorgeous, though. It is very, very gorgeous. I've seen nothing but amazing reviews when it, when it comes to talking about the visuals of the game and the overall uh, quality. They're they're saying it's one of the best out there. Yeah. Um, and there's as far something... as like, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say there's something so pleasing about the blue and purple and pink kind of like nightlife neon that is just yeah. so grasping for everyone. Yeah. And then just all, you know, just all of the Japanese supernatural culture mythology is just super appealing. It's super well done. Um, so, you know, all in all, I would say I would say this is a game worth your time. Uh, if maybe you've got a console, I would yeah, say if you have a PlayStation 5, it's on, it's on PC. Yeah, maybe we'll I'll play it on we'll play it on Steam. I'll do a demo of it. We'll do the uh, we'll give it the old two hour try on Steam. There you go. Otherwise, like if you're kind of on the fence about this game, I would say wait for a sale and try and pick it up at forty dollars. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, it is a it is a solid solid game. Um, worth checking out. Last week was also the launch of the Halo TV series, which we were lamenting about the prior week. Now, we have not watched the first episode yet. Uh, our plan is to wait until episode two comes out this week and then watch both of them back to back so then we could have kind of a good grasp of the series so far. Um, but so we got we do have some things to talk about. So, um, you know, if you don't want spoilers or anything, you know, yep. skip skip ahead, you know, a few it's minutes. It's not that big of a spoiler, really. And I'm sure if you follow any, if you're any sort of a fan, yes. you'll know this already. Yes, um, wholeheartedly agree. So one of the things that we we saw an article talking about, uh, and we kind of talked about this last week, how they went to like a, you know, all the actors and, uh, you know, producers and directors and everything for the show, you know, did like a Halo lore boot camp where they were just, you know, they had some experts from, you know, 343 Microsoft that came in and talked, uh, you know, about Halo, all of the, you know, the universe, the lore, the backstory, the history, everything, the characters. Um, but, you know, one of the big things we talked about last week is that they specifically chose to not do anything like the video games. That was like a big thing is they didn't they they wanted to stay away from that and make it its own thing, which that's a little bit of a red flag there, but we're, we're going to roll lot. with it. We're going to roll with it because there's still a lot to the halo universe that isn't in the video games, but you can't ignore the video games, especially, especially when there's so many visual representations of a lot of the characters already there. I mean, so the thing is there's a bunch of games, a bunch of gameplay, and that means a bunch of hours. You're looking at the majority of the lore being in video games. Why would you ignore like 60 to 70 percent of the information that you could possibly have? This is very true. It's also just very weird that Master Chief speaks. Like that, it just makes me uncomfortable because he is he is very much a silent character yes. with very, 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 very minimal talking. Um, yeah. So it's just. It's unusual seeing him speak like I saw a quip like I saw a clip and he was like sitting next to some human person. I don't know who they are, or what their relevance is, 
but they were eating food and i think he asked how the food was or something like that and then the per i don't i don't remember oh no the the chick asked her the chick asked chief is like you know do you ever eat like do you ever take that helmet off and eat and he's like he's like yeah i eat like bolts nuts computer chips and i was like and she just kind of like has a look on her face and he's like it's a joke and she's like, yeah, I know. It's a really bad joke. And I'm like, man, this That's sucks. weird. Master yeah. Chief doesn't make jokes. No, definitely like, not sarcastic ones. So the reviews. So again, this is just episode one. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. I, I need to make a comment about the fact that everyone went through this a boot camp. And the way that they kind of talk about their experience through it already has me extremely concerned. Because... They all seem so overwhelmed whelmed about it. The fact that there's so much lore and everyone's like, oh, as much as I can put into my head in about five days. I'm sorry. How long have you been working on this project? You have more than five days to read a book or watch a video. I, I don't understand. Yeah, five days is not enough time, especially if you're spending like a million dollars an episode to make this show. I don't like the fact that you only spent five days to get background before you started. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if someone was like, yeah, I was going to direct this star Wars movie and I spent five days getting background on the star Wars universe. Um, people will be yeah. like, the f- there's a direct <laughs> quote. Um, and it's like, when I started to realize, um, Oh, and what I just started to realize is the extent of what has been established in terms of mythology and lore is not only overwhelming, well, I mean, it's an obvious word to throw around. What? (laughs) Um, You didn't think that this was that big of a deal? I'm sorry, you didn't think that there was that much lore surrounding one of the, the pivotal game for video games in general? It is one of the pivotal, like, first-person shooter games. No, 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 I'm going to go further than that. It is the pivotal game and game series for all of video games. I mean, to start obviously from the beginning, like the first video game. Sure, no, it was it that. was a pretty huge title for the modern gaming era. Turn like of that, century. That dropping on Xbox that was a that was an incredibly influential game in terms of the technology the game had, the multiplayer, as well as the first person aspect. Like there was a lot of things in the game's coding uh that were used as like the gold standard for other games for many many years like their like halo's ai scripting was considered to be the pinnacle of ai for over 10 12 years just the the raw amount of people that got into video games because of this game and this series it set up the platform for video games to continue to be a bigger part of pop culture and you think they could find a director or writers or whatnot that played Halo. Oh, guaranteed there are a ton of characters right. or people, but will they put this series on Paramount Plus where the funding is gone? They could have found anybody. It's writers and directors. They're available everywhere. You had to pick people that are that have like never played it before or maybe played multiplayer at friends' houses before. Like Oh, Come on. None of these actors, no one on here even knew what it was or even cared. It's like you're already dooming it all. Yeah. So naturally, the reviews so far are not great. It's rocking right now about a 60 percent 
and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But there are a couple aspects uh, that I do like. One one thing I I'm kind of I, I need to see it to see how it fits in, but or if you know if I'm a little iffy about it. But they definitely leaned into the violence in this show. It is far more violent than the games are. There's, you know, a little bit more, there's more like gore. Like there's quite a few scenes with, you know, body parts all over the place and, you know, skulls getting mashed in. Which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I have to see it, it, you know, to see if it's necessary or not. Like if it, if it feels fitting or if it just feels like it's, you know, there. You know what also doesn't fit? What? Seeing his face. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, one thing that that I do really like is because this is never covered in the games because the game is all about Master Chief saving mankind from being killed by the Covenant. But uh, we also get to see the other side of the UNSC. And this is explored a lot in the books uh, that have been written about Halo, the, the franchise and whatnot. But, you know, when you have a you know, organization of people governing a mankind spread out across the galaxy, across all planets, you know, it's not going to be a pleasant existence. People are going to have issues. People are going to rebel. And the UNSC handles rebellion with a very iron fist. Like it is throw the military at it and crush it with brute force. Um, the insurrectionists. And so, you know, they threw the Spartans at it. They threw the ODSTs at them and they did not hold back when it came to dealing with insurrectionists and, uh, maintaining, you know, their, their authority, uh, across the universe. So I do appreciate that they do explore that aspect of Halo because it is not explored in the games, but it's explored elsewhere. I think they should have 100% just gone with that and left Master Chief alone, to be honest. Right? Like, I would have been much happier watching, like, a ODST TV show where they're, like, taking out insurrectionists and they're having, like, moral yeah. confliction. And If you could think of S.H.I.E.L.D. as, uh, like, a series, that's how I would want this kind of to be. S.H.I.E.L.D. 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 is the um, Avengers. Well, okay, that's what I thought you were talking about, yeah. but I wanted to make sure. I but like, you sure. can still have Chief pop in, not say anything, nod at people, and walk away. Like that's more of a Chief thing. Throwback here. Ooh. Throwback here. They could have done it like the unit. I don't know this. Do you? You never watched the unit? I oh, am the unit. Man, that was a great show back in the day. It was. Uh, it had the guy from the, all the Allstate commercials. Stop. He was. He was in it as well as the. Uh, the red-haired freckly guy that always plays soldiers. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's in a ton of movies. Every single movie, he's a soldier or former soldier or some sort of badass with a gun. Like, Solid. that's just, he's very typecast. But it's it's a show about uh, Navy SEALs, and they're part of a unit. So it's like, you know, them going on missions, working together, and then, like, as well as, like, home life and the back and forth. I'm like, oh. Like, that would be, it was a yeah. great show back in the yeah. day. It had, like, yeah. seven seasons. Wow. Really, really good. Huh. We'll have to put really. that on the list. We would. We will. Um, yeah, so 
it's just it leaves a lot to be desired and there's a lot of people that are so far saying like they just feel indifferent about the show it just doesn't it doesn't grab them it doesn't entertain them and some people are going as far as to be like you know what I, i'd be okay if this was canceled yeah and these are like and i feel like the diehard fans are like please cancel this like put this out of its misery the whole point of this show was to appeal to the diehard fans you're not making clearly this show- not you're not making this show for casual no, audience no. viewers. No, no. A direct quote from the director and everyone else said, we are excited to bring this series and this universe to people that have never been a part of the games and have never experienced any of the games or understand it. I'm sorry, but all these movie studios and TV studios and directors and all that need to get through this, this through their head. No one is going to watch a video game TV series or movie if they do not like or have played or have heard of that game. That's just how it is. So like if people you just that don't it. like video games aren't going to see like, wow, this Halo TV show looks cool. They're going to be like, oh, Halo, isn't that a video game? Nah, I'll pass. I don't see, like video what, games. And that's that's how it can go. But if you do it too true, to the video game it was popular for a reason if you do it true to the game then you will get a witcher situation where it's a really good series and then all the gaming people are like this thing is amazing because when you try and make it it, because when you try and make it mass appeal you kill the one audience that you want to watch it and that's you also just take it away it's so confusing it ends up being confusing as a concept yeah so um it's just it's just a mix of good and bad I need to see how it's going to develop further, but so far we are we are not off to a a strong s- start, which doesn't bode well. I don't want to see his face. I feel like that's wrong. Yeah, it is. It is because we never see we've never seen Master Chief's face. There is I think one like cut video from the game where they were going to put his sh- when he took off his helmet, I think it was in Halo 2 they cut the part where they showed his face and you just see him take off the helmet. You see like you see the helmet come off. I think you might see the back of his head, but they never show his face. It's It's, been 20 years. It's better that chief. It's better that you don't ever see master chief's face. This feels so disrespectful. This is the way you don't see his face. If you're going to see his face, it needs to be in the game, not on this dumb series in paramount plus. And also there's a reason you never see his face. Like, he is a he was a genetically modified engineered child soldier like the if you know the history of halo master chief was abducted abducted with 75 other children that were like age 6 only like 23 of them survived the training and the genetic modification process and became spartan 2s they have lived their entire lives in those suits yeah that is all they know is those suits the only other have an entertaining life the only other faces of people they've seen like growing up were the other spartans and people that trained them and then after that they went into combat and they are in non-stop combat all the time they don't just they don't take off their helmets it's like it's it's a psycho it's a psychological thing yeah they don't take off their armor they don't take off their helmets that is their body that is their skin nuts 
yeah so i don't i don't i'm not too much of a fan of it either but uh anyway we'll move along uh so the next D D anthology oh, whoa, um, whoa. Whoa, whoa what did i miss something oh yeah the boots the boots they're yeah. sick uh, 343 teamed up with Wolverine to make uh, Halo-inspired boots. And they're call, uh, they are releasing 117 pairs of the boots going for $225. Uh, they go on sale March 29th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so this episode will be out by then. Yeah, no, they look they look pretty sick. The only downside is, like, when would you wear those? Oh, I'd wear them all the time. <laughs> Done. They're like a futuristic look- like boot. That's this. It's like a no laces kind of like armored boot. That's yeah, uh, ODST like green. Boots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they just look super sick. I'm I'm wondering if they're going to have more uh, releases. Co- no, more collaborations like this, more clothing collaborations or whatever. It'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's going to tank, so probably not. I mean, the show isn't a tank, but Halo yeah. is not tanking. Like people, people will buy this stuff. Like I could see them doing a collab with like Five Eleven. That'd be sick. Ooh, that would be really cool. Right. Side note: the rest of Wolverine's shoes are disgusting. Yeah, they're a great brand. Like they're they're yeah. they're no amazing. yeah, but uh, yeah, they're not they're not for us. Uh, the next Dungeons and Dragons anthology book is coming out on June 21st. Uh, it is titled Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. It will contain 13 adventures. And the exciting part about this is all of the adventures are being penned by minority authors, uh, which is something that has been clamored for a long time among Wizards of the Coast as they have uh, a very a very distinct lack of diversity yeah. uh, among their team. And so it's just, it's really nice for them to start branching out. And they've been doing this more with like magic, the gathering as well. Um, so it's just something that needed to happen. Not to say like that, you know, the quality and stuff hasn't been good, but you know, you only so get st- one type of story in one type of experience when it's the same culture, writing the same things over and over again, especially when it's such a, it's such a creative world and idea. And that's and that's what's so special about D&D is there's so much that you can do with it. It's played by anyone and everyone across the world. Like it it knows no boundaries. So it's it is important that you it's know there beautiful. are there it's important that that all the players are being represented by the people that are making it. Yeah, you there's literally nothing you cannot do. It is ghouls, goblins, monsters and anything you could possibly want. And I think this is super cool. The the setting is like a floating island. Um, and it almost it seems like like a like like a barrio. So somewhere that's like kind of a little bit more city based. Um like you satyrs. Said, uh, and like like yeah, like gypsy earlier, yeah. Super yeah. cool. Yeah, it looks it looks very fun. Uh, we'll definitely have to check that out. Oh yeah. Xbox is doing a competition to win a Sonic the Hedgehog console and controllers. Um, What is so special about these controllers is, well, as they they stated in their blog post, they are two fluffy game pads that are 
colored blue and red respectively for Sonic and Knuckles. Fluffy is putting it lightly like it's like are... a half inch of hair. Yeah, this is like covered everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know, those pillows that have like a half inch of hair. It makes me uncomfortable to look at. It makes me uncomfortable to think about holding it. Like, can you, you imagine when, hands? Your, when yeah. your hands sweat? Because your hands always sweat when you play video games. Like you're holding the controller, you're tense. Like, and especially when you've been playing for a while, just the matted fur, just all. People eat food too. Ugh. Also, I would need a competition to not receive these. That's where my competition is. Anything I mean, you can do to not receive these. Your competition is you don't participate. Goodness. It's, dis it's disgusting. I saw some funny memes about it. It's like, if you hand me a hairy controller, I'm going to start fighting you. I mean, I would totally make this my my guest oh. controller. Like, oh, this yeah. is this is this is what you get when you come to my place. And someone's just like, I hate it so much. Right. This is like a nightmare. Like you're in a psychologist's office and it's like fuzzy controllers don't exist. They don't exist. As you're cuddling they can't a hurt fuzzy you. controller. The fuzzy controllers can't hurt you, Jameson. It's okay. <sighs> Gross. Um, Although I do like the oh. Xbox. I do like the design. Only the fact that the like vent, the heat vent is like a ring, like the Sonic mm -hmm. ring, which is cool. Yeah. The rest it of it, nice. I hate. Like, literally yeah. everything else about it, I hate. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Um, Elden Ring had a patch come out last week. Two big patches. One was kind of just a quality of life content patch update. And then the second one was fixing the multiplayer hack with the uh, infinite death loop. So you can now safely play Elden Ring once again on PC, um, which is great. They They dealt with that pretty dang quick. So was nice. much needed fixed yeah the game director for the next witcher game uh, has stated as promised there will be no crunch on the next witcher title um this is you know especially you know significant for cd project red because they've had uh so many issues with crunch on witcher 3 and cyberpunk 2077 that they've been called out for um you i know don't what? trust I, at all yeah i'm sorry there's gonna no. be crunch it's oh, yeah. gonna happen 100 it's so like oh I, yeah i'm not gonna do this thing i'm not gonna cheat again okay i i'm i'm glad that you're going to try and take steps to to you think they're gonna take steps i think this post was the biggest step that they're ever gonna take i mean he, he can want to take steps he can do whatever he can but at the end of the day he has bosses that he has to answer to and they're gonna tell him you need to make them work more. We need to make more progress so he can do whatever he wants. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, crunch or his ass is out. So I appreciate that he's trying to make the effort as game director. He's like a brand new game director for CD Projekt Red. Uh, and he's worked, you know, with them I mean, before he's here's come the up. thing. Being the game director means that you're in charge of these projects. You're in charge of everything. If you're a good enough one, you can tell and convince the people that are giving you money also i mean work efficiently obviously you have enough resources to get things done but well, yeah you can also just be like this is what it is you want the game this is how it happens yeah and so it doesn't bode well uh, especially considering you know cd project red promised there would be no crunch on cyberpunk 2077 and then obviously we found out they worked 
you know, under crunch for like two years because they had to develop. Yeah. They had to develop a whole game in two years and we only got like half of it. So (laughs) they had eight years, did two years of work and we got about 50% of the content. Imagine what they could have done with those extra six years of development. Ha. It sounds so (laughs) stupid. Oh goodness. And to think too about how much work got done during that year of delay when they delayed the game, how much oh, like that was that. probably the significant portion of the development was done Without during that, that time. It wouldn't have been gotten. Yeah, the game would have not come out on time. Well, not even on time. It got delayed. Um when it did. Yeah. Uh major uh software update for the uh PS4 and PS5 last week. Uh tons and tons of features were added out a bunch of quality life updates uh and they kind of updated the whole new layout so uh they've they gave you like a little tips and refresher that kind of walk you through everything but they added uh enhancements for the playstation app and the playstation remote play uh they've improved like the friends parties the chatting uh they added they're adding variable refresh rate support we'll see Uh, what that could be cool yeah, so it's it was it was a solid update. It was much needed. Um, so it bodes well for future updates. Yeah, who knows? Maybe pretty soon you guys will be able to uh, adjust your own refresh. Doubtful. 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 Console, console peasants. They As we like, scream and freak out whenever anything happens to our PC, because if it does, it's like game over. <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, I'm playing in 4K 30 FPS. And I'm just like, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> you filthy peasant. I can run my computer in 4K, but I'm not going to see it on my monitor. <laughs> yeah, they can they can show you that nice, pretty cutscene in, in 4K on your on your TV that might support 4K but you can bet your ass when you start playing that game, you're getting 120, you know, P 60 FPS on a good, on a, on a good game. I don't even have the right monitor to, to even get that stuff on my computer. Yeah. You know how much those monitors cost? Like $600. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know how much a 4k computer, a 4k capable PC costs like 2,500 bucks. So you mean to tell me, your filthy little $400 console is going to run 4k when my three grand PC can, can run 4k. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I filthy can't. Peasants. <laughs> my Lord, the peasants are rallying. <laughs> I forget about them. They don't even have 4k fantastic we'll throw him a bone we'll give him variable refresh rate in a couple years yeah right but hardly it's a toggleable thing you go into the settings and you hit auto or not auto or off and that's you all want, you get you want to know what the best part is what the game has to support <laughs> more than 60 frames per second for a console do you know how many devs are going to make their games support more than 60 frames per second for a console (laughs) fucking zero (laughs) that's how many 
They already have like, so much trouble trying to port it onto a console. Yes! <laughs> like, people, I don't know why we keep having this argument every year about how great consoles are. They're making such great strides, but I'm sorry. You are never going to get anywhere close to our capabilities. Oh, that's so good. I'm playing, I am using a six-year-old PC with seven-year-old parts in it. And I am playing Elden Ring on medium settings at 60 FPS. You can bet your ass that's almost exactly what it looks like on console. Yeah. And it's a seven-year-old computer. Like, seven-year-old parts. I'm using a 1060. Like... Go away. Anyways. Filthy peasants. <laughs> uh, it just made me think of the Monty Python thing. Oh, it's yeah. Like, Help, I'm being oppressed. <laughs> Fantastic. God, that's, that's so appropriate for these days. Right? <laughs> Monty, Monty Python is so incredibly ahead of their time. Yeah. Their, their stuff is just grade A humor. Just... <laughs> Oh. So if you want to know our humor, go ahead and watch Monty Python. Yeah, if you haven't heard of Monty Python, slap yourself and go yeah, watch Monty Python. Like, yeah, exactly. You need some education. You need some you need culture. to be educated. Yeah, you filthy peasant. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> they uh, probably have consoles. You gonna put it in your console and watch it? Peasant. Speaking of filthy peasants, yeah. uh, Rocksteady has announced that Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League will be delayed to 2023. Uh, this comes just after like a month where they said that they weren't going to delay the game and they wanted it to come out like holiday 2022. Well, this was Warner Brothers that was saying it uh, that weren't, you know, was on their slate for for release, you know, fall 2022. And um, it will not make that date. We saw that coming. We said it before. It's, yeah. you know, no surprise. So. Uh, this is what happens when you announce release dates. You know, I'll do it. You just two years your... in advance or a year in advance, you know. A year is pushing it. Yeah. No, I'm saying wow. these companies are doing it or these uh, uh, game studios. Yeah. A year is pushing it like yeah. six months. Yeah. Six I love months that. to six months to a year is allowable. I think six months because you tease it. There's stuff going on and then you give good gameplay and then it's like, oh, I remember just hearing about this and seeing it, and now I get to play it. You get six months from whatever event you announced it at. Yes. So if you announce it at E3, your game better come out by the end of the year. Yes. That's January, how it works. January at the latest. Yeah, that's how it was. And then if they announced it like a GDC or PAX, their game came out like by March. That's why games came out on those dates. It was always six months after, and that's why yeah. there was the big rush. Because they only ever announced the game when it was done and it was ready and they had stuff to show us. And then they were just going to, you know, print everything and then get it packaged up and then sell. Such a novel concept. Such a novel concept. I'm telling you, digital downloads and the yep. the, the invention of early access was the yep. was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Because jokes on us, every game's early access now. They just don't tell you. Yeah. That's day, one, day, day one release, day here's your disc. Access. Yep, this is day one of early access. Two years from now, when all the other content and all the bugs have been fixed, 
that's when the full game is ready. It should just call all games like beta release. Where's my where's my clown makeup? Seriously. Um we are good on the we're roasting things right now. Dude, we're on fire. Yeah. Uh, shocking. Actually, not shockingly. Not shockingly. People love playing Fortnite without the build mode. Wow. Who would have thought if you took away the one thing that makes Fortnite Fortnite, people love it more than Fortnite. I I don't know what's happening right now, honestly. People love it so much, they are going to make it a permanent game mode because people love it so much. And so many people are playing the no-build mode in Fortnite. It's because it got so... St- I mean, obviously, it could have been a cool idea, but it got so ridiculous. God, it was like watching just a seizure happen. Yes. And it was just such BS, like... For no reason. Like, there's no tactical advantage to what you were doing currently. And if there's people just do dumb stuff and just like all the way up and then all of a sudden they're just like it's like why what and then you just see them stop at the top and get one shot and it's like wow that was a great idea it's just it's so nice like but this is just now a battle royale i would actually consider playing fortnite without it oh i can't do the art to be honest no i don't i don't like the game i don't like its audience i don't like a lot of things about it but no build makes me makes me like it more. This just now looks like Overwatch, and that's it. If Overwatch was a battle royale, sure. Well, I mean, it looks like Overwatch. Mm. Uh, no, Overwatch is different. Overwatch looks nicer. Okay, you know, you could just say get effed, Brenna. You know, you could say that too. Uh, that's not rude. That's <laughs> not very nice. We're, we're being very nice tonight. I just told you how awesome you were. Why would I tell you to get effed? Because that's the duality of us. No, no, shut the fuck up. Thank you. <laughs> I feel so much more confident about myself now. <laughs> it's so true. Ah, oh, that's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> when we're done with the podcast, I'll whisper uh, sweet nothings, sweet insults into your ear. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> Uh, Microsoft also released uh, from the recent game developer conference uh, Game Pass statistics. Um, And I've got to say, they're phenomenal. Um, Game Pass subscribers play 40% more games uh, after joining than they did prior. I mean, that's awesome. That's what you want when you have access to all that. Like, people will play and try more. Um, Games on average see an 8.3 three times increase in the number of players compared to uh, the game not on Games Pass. Yeah. That's a significant difference. Uh, Day one launches see a 3.5 time increase for large publishers. Indie, this is the great part about this. Indie games see a 15 times player increase. That's what you really want. That is awesome. And then on top of that, I'm sorry. Here's here's the next two. One, hold on. Let me let me get through this. On top of that, Game Pass subscribers spend 50% more than regular Xbox players on games. And indie games see triple digit revenue increases from being on Games Pass. Would you look at that when it's not triple A titles? with big companies 
pumping only those titles into your face and you see how good developers can be, it's like, ah, oh, big corporate versus like the small mom and pop shops. Well, and this is also where Xbox is excelling, where PlayStation is failing. Xbox is trying to diversify their their their. I don't know if they're failing; they're just not doing it. Failing. It when if they when started to when you have one competitor and you are not doing something that your competitor is doing, sure. and your competitor is killing it with this one thing. Sure, but we got to remember that their biggest like their biggest population is japan yes i so, have and and playstation does outsell xbox hand over foot but i mean the the it's catering to the market that they have like there's not i yes. mean indie i don't really know i don't feel like it's a thing in japan everything is indie there's no like huge massive we don't we no one can no one can compare the japanese market to any other market it right. is its own thing japan is its own little bubble it exactly. exists in a separate dimension so i don't know that it makes sense to them to push it completely but the word this we're talking global sales like playstation sure. playstation global sales are hand over foot increasingly more like double yeah than uh mostly because a whole friggin' island with a ton Microsoft. of people on it are buying the crap out of it sure they they do they do sell a lot there but they are selling more in other parts of the world than xbox still like it's yeah. it's a significant number but um i don't know I, th I think i think this is in terms of competition if i was sony i would say we need to start looking at more things what can we do to improve us it doesn't have to be something like game pass it doesn't have to be a game pass competitor you can acknowledge and say you know what xbox is doing well on that unless it's something our players want let's figure out what our players want and let's give that to our players that's what sony should be doing because xbox is they have game pass rock solid it's amazing it's attracting a lot of players people are spending a lot of money on it and now Xbox is buying big studios to make exclusive games for their platform. Now, this is where Sony's going to be like, Sony needs to be like, ah, we need, we need, we need to start figuring something a little, little extra. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing with PlayStation is their first person titles. I agree. And those are, those are rock solid. Right. But the only thing that Xbox or that Xbox has is games pass and the fact that they're buying other things yes but what kills companies what kills just about anything in general is complacency you get sure. too uncomfortable you get too complacent that's what happens. i need them to continue doing the vr stuff and make it bigger yes that is they have that they need to make vr a thing not just playstation it needs to be accessible on pc as well well, it looks like they're going to start doing that. They're merging with Discord. They're starting to look at putting yes. their games on PC. I don't see why this wouldn't port over as well. If 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 they can invest the money into making um, PSVR compatible with PC, I mean, it's not be, hard. It would be huge. No, it really isn't. It's that's so what's simple. So, that's what's it's so frustrating. Simple lines of code and making sure that your ports either have adapters or that it's compatible. Yeah, it's really quite simple. So, uh, but yeah, 
all my whole point is, is Xbox is really taking great strides to improve their platform because they effed up. They've acknowledged that they they blew it years ago. They had the perfect platform, the perfect games during the 360 generation. Yeah. And they blew it. They got complacent. Well, they hung their hat on Halo and said, we're good. They hung their hat on everything. They had a ton of titles back then, and those titles went nowhere. They did nothing after that. Yeah. They, they li- like, as you said, they literally hung their hat up, and then they lost. So yeah. now they're making up for lost time. We just need PlayStation not to hang their hat. PlayStation oh, needs to not. keep their hat on their head and keep moving forward. PlayStation will never stop doing storylines. It's just all that they know. Yes. They will never stop trying to come out with games that relate, that push the envelope, that have good stories, which is why people continue to buy them. Well, and that's, and that's that's like circling back to the point I was trying to make is just get get a little something extra in there on top of that. Those games are great and they are rock solid. But now that Microsoft is really investing in them, you know, it's an, you can't buy creativity and love. No, you cannot. But you can buy companies that have creativity and love. Yeah, for their but games. then you turn th- this can happen where you get bought up by a corporation and then you turn into something that isn't the developer anymore. Same thing could happen with Sony. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, saying Sony Studios is the one that comes out with these really good stories. So the, the studios well, they're, itself. They're published by Sony Studios. The only game I think Sony Studios actually makes now is um, God but of they War. Make this- Spider-Man series too, don't they? No, that's a Insomniac. Hmm. I think God of War is the only. It's a great. I mean, that's a great. I don't know. But I don't know. If it, I don't think it used to be made by them. I think they just they're renamed to like they're like Sony Santa Monica or something like that. That's what's making God yeah. of War right now. But uh, uh, really good stories. Anyway, yeah, no, they they are killing it. They just need to keep killing it and find 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 a little something extra is all. Jamie, uh, one more. That's all. It's just from never a just be happy. I'm kidding. It's from a business aspect. So I think Sony. I think Sony is rock solid right now. I'm. I'm thinking about Sony ten years from now when when Xbox's investments right now start to yield fruits. We'll see. So yeah. yes, we will. That's that will be the key thing. So that's why I'm like Sony. Like just start doing just just a little bit right now. Like I said, I think that hopefully they're going that way with the PS VR. I mean, they kind of have been announcing it and announcing more things to do with it. So they just need to get more games pushed with it, which also requires studios to make games that are PS VR ready and PC support. Um, and PC support. Yeah. Another lawsuit was filed against Activision Blizzard uh, regarding the same stuff as before this rampant sexism sexual harassment and retaliation um yeah it's i mean there's there's not really like anything new in this lawsuit it's just a just another person yeah Uh, so apparently the the quote that i love is alcohol soaked culture of sexual harassment jeez that sounds fun super fun um skate 4 has entered playtesting 
uh development of skate 4 is reportedly going really well even though it was described during uh e3 or ea play in 2020 as being really early in development uh the game is has begun its uh qa phase so uh there's a lot of speculation that we could see some gameplay soon uh interesting with it entering the the playtesting phase, we're probably looking at uh, two years tops for for release if all if all continues to go well. You know, I wasn't I don't I'm not the biggest fan of Skate's controls. But they it's were, a good game. It was I mean for and for especially when when skateboarding games had had faded so from good. you know genre for it to come back and now it's gone again and for it to come back i'm excited yeah i wish skate games stayed around you know there was like obviously when we were younger it was like monster and red bull everything where it was like i mean there was dirt bike dirt snowboarding yeah dirt bike games yeah there was like rally like there was everything it was like um sports not oh is it dave who's the big dude that does like all the um oh this is gonna drive me nuts mtv era we're like hoonigan they all did that kind of stuff mm. yeah it's a good poll it's a good yeah. poll uh bungie has filed a lawsuit against scammers on youtube while also slamming youtube for their uh terrible business practices uh in the lawsuit, they accuse YouTube of being of uh, their system being incredibly poor and uh, very easy to game. It's causing uh, significant reputational and economic damage to the studio as well as uh, the game's communities community. Um, because we've 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 talked about this before and we've seen it for years. It's all over the place. Is that YouTube doesn't people just file copyright infringements and other DCMA BS takedowns. And they're just random people, random channels filing it. And YouTube just sides with these random people. This, these, uh, for, to quote the thing, bad actors who are unaffiliated in any way. And people are getting their videos and stuff taken down or losing all their money to some random person who says, no, this is actually my content. And YouTube's like, yeah, it's your content. It's easier to just say, okay, than to actually invest into it, like invest time and money and resources into tracking and seeing if these reports are actually real. It's I'm easier sorry. for them just to say, sure. I'm sorry, but you, you can't have a system like that and not have human review. Yeah. Like that's, that's not acceptable. And that, and it's becoming a huge issue with, with all of Google's platforms, as well as all of like face Facebook's platforms is that these algorithms are just handling all of these reportings and all of these shadow bans and all this BS, and they are being so incredibly abused. And then other people are just getting away with doing whatever they want in violation of the rules. Like, there needs to be a standard single system set of rules that is applied to everybody equally. Well, here's the thing, is you need to create a system that harms people for doing this so if you have too many reports under your name that should stop you from even being able to access 
in that in that user. I'll just go make a new YouTube account. Sure. It's an inconvenient thing that will stop some hatred at least. Yeah, it's it's a huge issue, but it needs uh, in- to be something that stops people from doing this willy nilly. Because right now it's nothing. You can just continue to report all over the place. Uh, in the lawsuit, they said uh, YouTube's policies were flawed, uh, suffering from gaping security loopholes uh, that allowed it, literally anyone, including a disgruntled infringer or competitive content producer, to issue takedown notices without verification. Uh, whereas restoring videos and removing copyright strikes, on the other hand, is almost impossible. Yeah, you you cannot, you know, do anything about it. And Bungie tried to work through it. Bungie had Bungie had people. This happened to them on their content. A game developer publishing literally their own work product. And I I even heard I even saw this happen to someone else, like literally someone who made an indie game that was showing their game on their YouTube channel. For their game company was getting DCMA takedown notices and copyrights. And the guy was like, I, I literally made all of this. This is like, mine. This is my music. Like, this is my game. Like, who what? is issuing these copyrights? And YouTube just, there's no one there to answer that. You, you have to work through so many different levels to maybe get it fixed. And the, the maybe is like 10%. The other 90% of the time, they're just like, yeah, no, this you're you're in the wrong here. This other person. I really right. hope that this is the straw that kind of starts reform on YouTube because once one of these lawsuits comes through, more companies are just gonna start doing things. More companies should. They should just jump on it and they should just start suing YouTube out yes. the wazoo. Yes. Because you know what will happen? They will shut YouTube down. Yeah. Or they have they- to change. Yeah, you need to make them you need in order for these companies to change, you have to make them bleed money. Yes, that's the only way they listen is and make nobody them else money. can do it besides big companies. Yes, because of the the significant financial resources it takes to conduct these lawsuits. So find an issue with YouTube that can be applicable to your company and sue the F out of them because we need this fixed. Yeah, and and Bungie like they they couldn't get anything done on their stuff. And it wasn't until that Bungie's global finance director started directly reaching out to multiple higher level Google employees for assistance uh, that they started to do little things. And they were making sure that Bungie had followed the correct ticketing protocols and channels before ultimately Google terminated the accounts and promised they would reverse the takedowns. Like, are you kidding me? Do you know what you're dealing with? Technically that's fraud for me saying that someone else's product. Like that's, that is fraud. That is a crime. Yes. Like there needs to be criminal repercussions for the people that are doing this. Yes. Cause it's fraud. Yeah. If I were just to go like around and take someone's work and start publishing, like if I went to an art gallery and I just took someone's painting and then started selling it as my own, that's fraud. I literally just stole your work and I am trying to profit off of it. That is if what you these make people profit are, off of it. Yes. That's what these people are doing on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. 
it's a huge issue. So last story of the night, though, um, Square Enix's Guardians of the Galaxy game. While it was a incredibly successful game, it got great reviews. Uh, People really enjoyed playing it. Uh, They said that, unfortunately, uh, sales for the game did not uh, meet expectations. Um, Yeah. It happened. You saw it. I'm sorry. No, but I'm sorry. You poured an absolute F ton of money, similar to that you do for the movies, and expected it to be this huge hit when it's just a simple game. Like, yeah, it's a good game. Well, on top of that, you're coming off of the Avengers game, which is of the same exact style as this game, and that performed incredibly terribly. Right. You know, like, you know, Square Enix, this is on you. Like, this is not on the game. Your company has issues. People do not trust your games. No. And when you just released a game like this, you know, a year or two prior that had a significant amount of issues, people are going to have doubt. People are not going to run out and buy this game. So you can't be I mean, surprised. it's not by nature. This game is not going to make a ton of money. It is not something inspiring like Elden Ring is. It's it's a fun game to play. It's like the Lego series. Lego series sells really well and it sells a lot because there's a ton of games and it's done well. But there's just a lot of volume of games. They're not like insane record breakers. Like I don't know how far they honestly thought this style would go. We'll have to wait and see. We'll fi- we'll see what they do with their uh, their future titles, but uh that's going to wrap it up there this week, everyone. Thank you all for listening so much. Let us know what you think about uh, the Halo series. If you're watching it on our uh, social medias or our Discord, uh, if you're playing Ghostwire Tokyo, you know, let us know what you think of the game. Uh, we'd love to hear from all of you. And um, yeah, we'll see you again real soon. Good luck. Have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose lit. Oh. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE. To PvP. And everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We We hope you check check us us out. Thanks! Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel.